Okay, Rabosai, let's get started with Parshas Noach, Tav Shin Ayin Ches. This is really the beginning um, of a new year, a new cycle. This is our 10th cycle together, Baruch Hashem, that we're able to uh, learn Torah together and go through the Parsha. Uh, we started with a Lech Lecha 10 years ago, uh, 9 years ago, but uh, this is our 10th cycle, and we start with Parshas Noach this year, Tav Shin Ayin Ches. First year of the year in the world of Parsha. And we start off with the first Pasuk. In Parshas Noach, Eila told us Noach, Noach ish tzadik tamim haya bedarosav. How much has been written on this first pasuk? All the adjectives and the superlatives uh, relating to Noach. He was righteous. He was complete in his generation. Every single word in this pasuk is is uh, darshined by Chazal and by the Rishonim. But we will pick up with the two words before the darosav: tzadik and tamim, righteous and complete. Asks Rav Moshe Feinstein. Source number one. Nira kitzadik pirusho. Again, this is his own intuition. What is the, what is a tzadik and what is a tamim? And if you would have a given a choice, which would we say is a, is a higher level, a tzadik or a tamim? A tzadik pirusho mishiyesh taina alav. Tzadik means, and this is how it's used in the Gemara Masechah Sanhedrin, he doesn't quote it, but a tzadik means somebody who has been proven to be righteous. Meaning there might be claims against him, after the, the person is analyzed, he is, cl- he is cleared. Zakai means innocent. Right, Nakivit Sadik Al Taharo. Sadik, someone who is innocent. Someone who gets past. Someone who might have some issues, some claims, but he overcomes the challenge. That's what a Sadik is. Vitamim, but what's a Tam? Tamim, Pirusho, Shalo Rawa Lav Shumtaina. Someone who does not have any claim against him at all. He's perfect without any stain. And you don't have to explain any of his actions. They're all perfect. Nimsa, so if we, we would think about it, which is a higher level? The Tamim. Greater than the Tzaddik. Say, Esther Moshe, why didn't the Torah just say that? Why didn't the Torah just say, Tzaddik, why didn't the Torah just say, Noach Haya? Tamim hayabadarosav ish tamim v'nim selofiz esh tamim umadrika yosek adolamit tzadik v'ayvle lemincha tamim so you should have said tamim v'ein sarach lemincha tzadik klal why did the Torah even have to say tzadik what we're building up he's not only a tzadik but he's also a tamim just say tamim v'gam and also im neima shevarov dvarav hayatamim ubemiyat dvarav hayatzadik and if you want to say well he was mostly a tamim and only, uh, he was a tzadik a little bit. The Torah is emphasizing that even in the areas where he had some claims, he was still proven a tzaddik there. But still, if tzaddik is a little insulting in our framework. So just say tamim. That's her Moshe's question. Avil Nire, line one, line um, 16, kind of rubbed out a little bit. Avil Nire, Shela Adam Shein Sarek Sheyashpia Alacherim Vaday Tamim Humajega Yoser Gedola. If somebody is sitting in private, in their own home, in their own base medrash, if they're minding their own business, then obviously Tamim is greater than Sadik. There's never any controversy. Avabadim Shetzorak Lahashpia, but by a person who is a public figure. Someone who makes themselves into a public figure. The EF Sharsha Yuchala Hashpia, Mibelisha Yolav Tainos Vitar Omesalov. 
It's impossible to be a public figure where nobody has any claims against you. Even on Moshe Rabbeinu, they were claimers. The Moshe Rabbeinu, we would think Moshe Rabbeinu. People complained about him. He leaves his house too early. He leaves his house too late. managacher. And because this is true, when somebody is in the public eye and doing his best, so one might think that his being a tzaddik is still less than the private person not worrying about the others around them. Tamim, the tzaddik, is lower than the tamim. Many, look what he says, says Ramosha, even amongst the Yirei Hashem, there are those that say, what does he need this for? He can worry about his own Dalaramas. He could be a Tamim. What does he have to worry about the, his neighbor for? What does he worry about the rest of Klal Yisrael for? Says Ramosha, that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants Tzadikim. And look what he even says first in the Pasuk. Tzadik, Tamim, Hayyabedarosav. Anyone who has the ability to be a leader in their own community, in their own world, in their own area, in their own job, in their own business, you need to do it. Even if people are going to complain and nobody's going to think you're ever doing a perfect job, even if they'll be choshed him on things. Obviously, we can't put ourselves into situations of leading to chashad, but it's part of the being a public figure that nobody is gonna, right, uh, going to, not everybody is going to think you're amazing. And therefore, says Ramosha, that is the greatest in the eyes of Hashem. Meaning, being a tzaddik in that context is greater than being a tamim in a different context. What's called in Yiddish a tzaddik in pelts, a tzaddik who just wears his own fur coat and, and goes in private and doesn't worry about fellow Jews and doesn't worry about trying to be mashpia and they have the power to be mashpia. That is something that Ramosha says. That's what the Torah says what it says. The Torah says, uh, Noach was a tzaddik, tamim hayyavadarosav, because tzaddik is also something crucial. Again, there's a lot of thoughts about Noach being mashpia, not mashpia, but obviously this, this uh, approach is saying that he tried to be mashpia, obviously he didn't have so much success, but this is Ramosha. And that's why it says at the end, In a certain sense, tzaddik, that's doing God's work. And therefore, a tzaddik is even greater than being the Tamim. We mentioned in the past, I didn't, I didn't put it on the sheet this time, but if we remember the Gemara in Sanhedrin and Daf Kuf Aleph, which actually comes up in Daf Yomi pretty soon, this exact thought uh, is mensh, could be proven and uh, interpreted from the Gemara. Remember the Gemara, Kuf Aleph, Amad Aleph, on the bottom, Rabbi Elazar is on his deathbed. Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer, The Tamidim go to visit Rabbi Eliezer. And Amr Leni says, oh, I'm in such pain. Everybody starts crying. And of course, Rabbi Akiva Masachik. And Rabbi Akiva is in a positive, smiling mood. Amrullah, Lamata Masachik. He say, why are you laughing? Amr Leni, why are you crying? Why are we crying? Amrullah, as Rabbi Akiva, always the optimist. Efshar Sefer Torah, Shari B'Tzar, Nivke. A Sefer Torah is in pain. And we shall not cry. 
Of course we have to cry. Look at our Rebbe. He's in pain. Omer Lahan, he says, That's exactly why I'm, I'm laughing. Why? As long as I don't see my Rebbe going, have any, having any difficulties, I thought, well, maybe this is his Olam Haba. He's getting it all here and out of the next world. Now that I see that he's suffering a little bit, I realize Hashem is giving him all his suffering in this world, and the next world is going to be amazing. Amar lo, so now the Rebbe turns to Rebbe Akiva. Amar lo, Rebbe Akiva. Akiva, right? That doesn't make me feel any, any better. Klum chisarti min ha-Torah kula. Did I not do anything? Chisarti min ha-Torah? Amar lo, says Rebbe Akiva, limatonu Rabbeinu, you taught us. And he quotes the Pasuk in Koheles. Ki adam in tzadik ba'aretz asher yasatov, lo yachta. Everybody sins. End of Gemara. Various questions he asked on this Gemara. Number one, you know, what kind, what he's saying, oh, yeah, Rebbe, everybody sins. Is that a way to talk to your Rebbe? Number one. Number two, why does it say, Limatanu Rabbeinu? It should just say, Vahaksiv. Just quoting a Pasuk. Why does it say, Rebbe, you taught us? Should be Vahaksiv. Among other questions, but we'll leave it for the two. So, the Pshat might be, once heard an idea, that really you have to focus on one word in the Pasuk. Ain Sadik Ba'aretz. Asher Yachta. Rabbi Kiva was telling Rabbi Yezer, Yes, to be perfect in private and not to be make a difference in world history and Jewish history, that's fine, that's possible. But if somebody's out there and somebody's in the public sphere and somebody's being mashpia, you know, we're not going to be perfect and not everybody's going to like us. And we have to do our best. L'shem Shemayim. And we have to try to be. But that's what he's telling his Rebbe. You made a difference in life. You're a tzaddik ba'aretz. Even though there is tzaddik and Ramosh's vart is tzaddik versus tamim, but maybe tzaddik by itself can mean, can mean tamim as well. But that's the Gemara. In Mesechah Sanhedrin, Kuf'alaf, the same idea. We have to do our best to influence and not just to stay in our own Daladamos. We have to do whatever we can to help out the rest of our, to help out the rest of our nation. Similar idea. Similar idea is later in the Parsha. Later in the parasha, I'm sorry, I gave it to you. I made the sheet in the order, and then I decided to mention this one earlier. If you turn to the to later on in the uh, on the sheets, if you look in source number five for a minute, source number five after the after the mabul, the Torah tells us that Noah was an ish adama, ish adama. What does that mean? And again, this is kind of going in the opposite direction about Noah specifically, but it's the same message as for us. Same message for us. Says the Medrash, the Meshachachma quotes the Medrash in source number five. Amr Abrechia, Chaviv Moshe Minoach. Moshe is even more uh, beloved than Noach. Noach, Misha Nikra Ish Tzadik, Nikra Ish Ha'adama. When Noach is, starts off being called an Ish Tzadik, and then he ultimately, that was the beginning of the parasha we just read, and ultimately he's called Ish Adama. He goes from a Tzadik to Adama. Moshe, Misha, Nikra, Ish, Mitzri, Nikra, Ish, Elohim. Moshe goes from the opposite. First he's called an Ish, Mitzri, he's Silanum, Yadaroim, and then he's called an Ish, Elohim at the end of the Torah. What's the difference? How do the two, these two processes go? Ha'inyan, says the Meshachachma, There are two pathways in our, in Avodah Hashem. We might call it, Derech Echod, Misha, Miyachet, Atzmol, Avodah, Yisbarachum, Izbodeid, someone who only focuses on himself, Someone who has his somebody who, who has self-growth, but 
umevato atzmo bishvil haklal umafkir nashmo avuram. And one who is involved in sarchitzibur and nullifies himself and uh, is mafkir himself, literally makes himself ownerless and hefker for the tzibur. Im Kane says the Meshachachma, I would think, somebody who spends his whole day in private being misbodeid and thinking about God all day, that person should be on a higher level naturally because he doesn't have all the tirdas and all the tzarchit tzibur and he should be higher. Im Kane, tzarech lomer lafia musag, logic would dictate, shezesha misbodeid, yalem alamala. The one who has his own private, you know, always sitting in the base badges 24-7, right, he should go up and up. Vizen, the one who goes out into the world and tries to be mashpi and influence people, yevri madrigaso, should go down. And yet, line 14, ubechalzos matzanu, we find the opposite. And again, in terms of the view of Noach, this is the opposite of Rav Moshe, but in terms of the message for us, is the exact same. Noach shev his bodeid. Noach says the Meshachachma was more by himself. And did not give rebuke to his generation. Right? He didn't start fighting with Hashem like Avram did for stone. He was, he was deserving to be part of the generation. He started off as a tzaddik and he went down. Because if we, he didn't use his kochos according to this view. He didn't use his kochos to influence and to inspire. So there, so much kos, sadik, but becoming an ishadama. Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, did he have time to listen and learn? Right, Moshe spent this whole day judging and leading and breaking up fights. Umoshe nikra ishmitzri. He started off as an ishmitzri. So huchrach legalus. Shazem or pchisos benefesh. Holu matzar atzmal yisrael barikas mitzri. He raised himself up to ishalokim. Says Rav Moshe, it says uh, the Meshachachma, when somebody dedicates themselves to the Am, to the public, so then they get special siyata d'shmaya. And they get special matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And again, it doesn't mean that before a person is ready, I guess many times by Talmidim, in terms of uh, their years in yeshiva, there are, there's a time of life that we have to focus inward and we have to grow. And if we try to get out before we're, so to speak, ready, then we could, then we're going to sacrifice the hashpa that we'll be able to, ha- be able to have in the long run. But ultimately, when a person is in a situation, a possibility of leadership, a possibility of leadership in a community, in a shul, in a, in an organization, Kodesh Baruch Hu gives special siyata d'shmaya to those leaders, and that's where they could go from an Ish Mitzri to an Ish Alokim, back to Rav Moshe in source number one, go from a tzaddik to a tamim, because that's what a, a tamim to a tzaddik, because that's what a Kodesh Baruch Hu is looking for. He's looking for us to care about and affect people around us, and not just worry about ourselves. Okay. Moving right along, back to the beginning. So we have the Mabel, Doach built his Teva. We've spoken about so many different aspects of this in the past. At the end of the Perak Vav, the end of Perak Vav, Noach is told who, what to bring into the Teva. Mikol achai, mikol basar, shnai mikol, tu bichai, tavia la Teva lachiosi tach, to live with you, zachar unikeva yu, male and female, two of each animal. Good. They will come to you by themselves. And we'll get to the seven and seven at another time. But what should you take 
Up till now, Hashem says they'll add, they, they will come. Take for yourself from all food that is eaten, gather it into you. And it'll be for you and for them. Question of the Rishonim already. He was able to take the food for every single animal enough for a year. For a day, he wouldn't have enough. For one feeding, he wouldn't have enough. And yet, the Torah says that Hashem commands Noah, go take from all food that's eaten. Gather it in, and it'll be enough for you and for, and for them to eat. Right. The Torah doesn't emphasize it, but this is not, this is not something that can be explained al derech ha-teva. Says Rav Yonas and Ibishitz in the Teferis Yehona son. He says, interesting if you pick up on the beginning of the Pasuk and the end of the Pasuk. What does the beginning of the Pasuk say? V'yatakach l'cha. What does the end of the Pasuk say? V'hoya l'cha v'lahem l'achla. Right, take for yourself and it'll be enough for you and for them. What happens here? What's the process? Says the Teferis Yehonasan. He has many Svarim on, on Chumash, all named Yehonasan. Ahavas Yehonasan is on Aftora, Teferis Yehonasan, and other, other old Yehonasans. Okay, in the Kol Kisfei of Yehonasan Ibishitz. So, Venera Lefarish. Devadai Kfar Amru, Kihayateva Katan Meachil Kalaminim, Mebehemos Chayes Ophos. It's already been stated that the table was not big enough for the animals. I mean, not even close. It was all, as the Ramban says, it was miraculous. How do all the animals fit onto the teva? Miraculous. Avau. We don't always focus on this part of the nace, though. Forget the animals. What about the food for the animals? That's also impossible. Right, he, he wasn't even told seven yet. Two of each. But he has to really bring enough for 14 of each, right, of the kosher animals. So, what's going on here? Says the, the Renos and Ibishitz, Hashem told Noah, bring food for yourself. That's all I'm asking. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Amar L'Noach She'en Lo'Lohachin Rak Ma'achal La'atzmo U'l'Bnei Beso Yud Beis Chodesh Bring enough for your, for your family for food for a year. That's also a ton. But it's more fathomable. You and your family bring enough food the you must pick Gam Le'Behemos V'chayis V'Ovos Gam Kein B'Derech Neis And then the Neis will occur. That's the Pasuk. Bring for yourself L'cha and it'll be enough for L'cha V'Lohem. Why do you even have to do step one? Why do you even have to do step one? Why? Again, he doesn't explain it. But as we know from elsewhere, for a nace to occur, there has to be something for the nace to be chal on, for the nace to start with. Right? Remember Elisha. Elisha tells the woman, get me the oil. She has no oil. She has, she's very, very poor. And she gets the oil. And he says, how many, you have a little bit of oil? She starts off with a little bit of oil. He says, gather all the bowls, gather everything you have in the town. And the oil starts pouring and it doesn't stop. And it fills up all the bowls. But you needed that little oil. Because the nace, bracha, can only be chal on something, not on nothing. You can make something from something, not something from nothing. That's how nisim work. 
You have to do a little bit. You have to do the hishtablus. You have to do a little bit and then the nace will occur. And that's what Rabbi Yonatan Abishad says, how we understand this Pasuk. You bring food for yourself and that will be enough for all of the, for all of the animals. Good. And then there's another very famous Chazal, where Chazal pick up on the personality of Noah. The two psukim that Chazal focus on are the first pasuk of the parsha, and also Zion, Zion. Zion, Zion is when Noah actually went into the teva. Vayavo Noah ubana veishto uneshevan navito el teva. Last three words mipnei mehamabel. Because of, in the face of mipnei mehamabel. Right, because of the waters of the of the Mabel. Right? What does that mean, Mipne Mehamabel? Right? Mipne Mehamabel is from, says Rashi, Mipne Mehamabel, Af Noach Miktane Amana Haya. Even Noach was Miktane Amana, was the lowliness of uh Emuna, had a lack of Emuna. Ma'amin ve'eno Ma'amin Shiavo Mabel. He believed, but he didn't believe that the Mabel was coming. And he did not go into the teva until the water pushed him in. So if you read that Rashi literally, right? So he wasn't a Maimon. Take it literally. He didn't believe the Mabu was going to happen until it actually happened. Right, so what is that like the Shita of Darshan Lignai, as we have at the beginning of the Parsha? So again, much has been written on this, uh, on this Rashi. We'll offer two ideas this year. Says Rav Pincus in source number three in the name of Rav Yerucham. Quoting the Rashi. Right before and it says, Noach did Noach did everything that Hashem told him to do. Noach spent 120 years building the Teva. He didn't think the Mabu was going to come. He built the Teva. He spent his whole life. So he calls Rav Yerucham who gives a mashal. Somebody promises to give me a certain amount of money. And I believe he's a good friend of mine. I know he's going to give me the money. Even though, yes, it's true, I believe he's going to give me the money. I still feel different once I have the money. I still, f- I don't feel as if I have the money before I have the money. That's just human nature. Even if we believe somebody, even if it's my best friend, even if it's my, my spouse, of course they're going to give me the money. But until I get it, you know, we tell our children, they say, they need money. Yeah, I'll give it to you in a minute. Until they get it, they're going to keep asking every second. What do you mean? I'll give it to you in a minute. Stop asking. No, no I, I don't want you to forget. I don't so there's still a difference. That's not what our emunah and Hashem has to be. Emunah b'Hashem isbarach tzrichalios, says Rabbi Rucham. Shekivan shakadosh baruch hu amar harizakilu shekfar nigmar ha'inyan ukiilu shkaris kain ba'avar. If Hashem promises something, it's as if I already have it. Hashem promises to take care of us. We have to worry. Right, I think I mentioned in the past, I heard a couple of months ago, the word da'aga, right, have the, it has an aleph and a gimel and a dalit and a hey. It's missing the base. Bitachon. 
Right, the beginning, the first few letters of the olive base. But we ha- we all have digos. We all have worries because we're missing that base. If we had full base, kilo we have it already. Kilo Hashem, everything Hashem does is for the for the best. Is latov. So if we felt that way, really, so then we wouldn't have that. But says the Rev uh, Rev Pincus, the name of Yerucham. That was the high level demanded of Noach. Noach was on such a level. That there shouldn't it should have been as if it was there. He knew it was coming in his head. And he knew it was going to come. But he didn't go in until it actually happened. For this type of person on this type of level. It should be that there was no difference between before and after. Hashem told him 120 years ago, I'm bringing the Mabel. What, something changed? Hashem said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Again, but it's human nature. The What happens if a Navi tells me that I'm going to win the lottery tomorrow? Navi tells me, a Navi MS tells me I'm going to win the lottery tomorrow. Right? I'm Elio Navi, and, and it's really him, and he tells me. Do I sing Shira right now? And Hallel? Do I say Atova Meitav right now? He told me it's going to happen. Kilu, it's going to happen. He told me from a God it's going to happen. The answer is no. Why? Your heart can be happy. Only We sing to Hashem only after it already happened. Because that's human nature. Right? Because we don't feel it yet. But for the highest of the high, it has to be Kilu. Kilu, it happened already. Rav Solveitchik writes in one place. I think we mentioned it last year. Parshas Vayera. For Avram Avinu, Yitzchak was already shechted. He was already shechted. It wasn't even... What was hard for Avraham was to stop. That was the challenge. Once Avram had the tzivui, Kilu, it was done already. That's the level. But Noach was on close to that level, so to speak, and that's why he was called the Ketani Amana because of that slight pagam. Right? When you have a very white shirt, then a tiny little stain can be seen. If the shirt's colored and, and black, you don't see so many stains. Noach was white. Right? That's why any little stain is called Miktane, Miktane Amana. And then he quotes also, he quotes a, a dogma from Divri Hayamim, from Yehuda. They were told by a Navi that the, uh, they were going to win a war and they started celebrating already. So that's, that's the uh, level. But either way, that's one idea. One idea of Miktane Amana. But there's a second idea. Second idea as we turn over to the Ber Yosef, Reb Yosef Misalant, in source number, source number four. Obviously, it's difficult to understand the simple understanding. It can't be that he wasn't sure the Mabal was going to come. After Hashem already promised him, maybe Mabel is a missing a word. What exactly is the pshat? Says the Bear Yosef. No, no, no. Just the opposite. He had unbelievable, infinite emuna in Hashem's rachamim. Hashem promised that it was going to happen. It was going to happen. But until the last moment, Noach didn't stop having emuna. That it wouldn't happen. The Afshar Shahakavana, line eight and nine. Sheyada Noah Shakarish Barhu, Rahum Vachanun, Virachamala Komasov, Vikhashav, 
Ulayachos al Maaseyadav Voyasimayim Kala. And he thought maybe Hashem will will uh have second thoughts, so to speak. And even though the war has already started, right? What is Rashi quotes it in another seven days? I'm bringing the Mabel. What were the seven days? One shot is Misushalaf. The other shot is another seven days of Rachamim. Another seven days where it's going to be um, delayed. Top left, Pirish Rashi he quotes the Rashi. Hakadosh Baruch Hu hosif lahem al azman shall kufchav shana after the 120 plus seven days. Shakava lam below shavu latova. Another seven days. Ula yachshu b'tshuva v'lo yavi asamabul. So because he had such emuna, v'im kain mitoch shehemin brachma v'chasadav shalakadosh baruch hu al bruav hamachakel tshuvasam. Hashem waits for us to do tshuva. That's what it means. But we just have one question then: Why is that called miktane amuna? Right? He had amazing emuna. He was amazing. He had emuna that Hashem might turn it around until the second last second. So why is that Ketani Amana? Explains the Ber Yosef. Ube'emes. Ma'achata no'ach bazeh. Ache nikra miktani Amana. Kivashu gamkein himtin milikanes. Ula yechmer rachamov. He had great emuna. Says the Ber Yosef now. You can have emuna, but if Hashem tells you to do something, you got to do it. I could have emuna as long as it doesn't affect my mitzvos, my tzivuyim, my kiyumim. If I have emuna and I don't do a mitzvah, then it's my fault. I need to have that emuna and continue with uh, with my life. Ulam Noach had a beferish sivui, build the teva and go on to the teva. Kivan she Noach nitztave mufurash mipiyachadish baruchu. Noach was commanded bo atav v'chol beischal ateva hayetzar tekev l'kaimamar zokadish baruchu. Yes, you davening. Okay, you know what? You can get on the teva, then maybe Hashem won't bring the mabul. But if Hashem tells you to do something, you can hope on the teva. Right, and that is a message for us, even with everything that we feel and that we think, ultimately, we have to fulfill the Tzivi Hashem. We have to do the mitzvahs that we have to do. We have to not do the averas. And he says, even Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, was called, as Rashi says, their mamin ve'eno mamin, because he didn't do exactly what Hashem had, had, uh, had commanded. But again, this is Noah. This is the message. Two ideas about Miktani Amana, either because he didn't feel as if it happened already, right, which is the highest level, which is something that is not really in our realm, but at least the message. Getting close to that is what we could try to do. And the Ber Yosef, uh, he believed in the Yeshua, but which is a great trait, but not when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, uh, told you to do something else. Okay. So the Mabel starts. Mabel starts, and what happens, Pazak Zion, the Pazak that we just read, he and his wife and kids get onto the Teva. Uh, later on also, a couple of Sukkim later, they all come onto the Teva. It's interesting, Rabbi Tzion Fira writes in source number five, Hagyonah Torah, we don't find anywhere in the Torah or even in Chazal about the actions of Noach's family before the Mabal. Okay, shame as shame ve'ever, but... The actions of the wives of the children and the children, Shein Cham and Yafes, we don't find that they acted in a meritorious way that would make them deserving of, of being saved. Right? Noach, Ish, Tzadik, Tamim, Hayab, Adar, 
I mean, there's no evidence of negativity either. But to be saved in a supernatural way, Lachara, one would have to be meritorious and, and have a schus. Ask that Yonah Torah. Maz chusam shol b'nei Noach v'nei shosei and lehinat sel. Im Noach nitzo, harezeh ezeh mebnei Noach yit tzadik, avo bebanav einan emotzim b'Torah. Shoy yit tzadikim, shes chusam lehinat sel menamabol. So why were, why were they saved? Exactly. Again, it doesn't say that they were part of the generation. But why were they saved? Sazer ben Zion Fuhrer, for the greater good. They needed to be saved. What does that mean? Remember the past ten generations, we've gone down, down, down since Enosh in terms of Odazara and Amuna and worshipping the sun and the moon and the stars and everything else. And we're going to go backwards again until Avraham comes. But at least to give it a chance, other people had to walk off that teva. Why? Hatzalas Noach Bilvad. It would be weighted in a very difficult way to have Emuna if Noah was the only one that came off that teva. Even Adam, right? Adam wasn't born, right? Adam was created. Nobody was around in the days of Adam. People were born after that. So it's a very uh, strong possibility that people will deify Adam. Right? Later on in history, right, there were people like Nebuchadnezzar and Sancherev that created themselves as deities and Paro. And people believed it. Wouldn't it be even easier for somebody who was existing even before anybody else was existing? Wouldn't that make it even more difficult? Right? Moshe Rabbeinu. But many, many Mepharshim explained that they would have deified him had, they got, had he gone into Eretz Yisrael. The Meshachachma writes in one place. That was one of the ultimate deeper reasons why he had to die. Because they only knew Moshe Rabbeinu as the Mun and the Be'er. They didn't know him as Moshe Rabbeinu growing up. Everyone left. And they would have exchanged, to use the sharp language of the Meshachachma, they would have exchanged the Egel for Moshe Rabbeinu. And they would have worshipped him. Continues that Yonah Shal Torah. Adam Arishon, Shu Yechidi Ba'olam, Lefnei Sheba Machir Macharav, Vaday Sheyocholasos Atzma Aloka, Eloah. Right, and therefore, Adam, another deeper reason why Adam had to die, and he couldn't live forever. But imagine Noah, you're starting again. If Noah was the only one, and he would tell people what it was like beforehand, and what the Altaheim was like before the Mabel, right, what the Shtetl looked like, in those, and he would be able to say whatever he wants. And people, even if he didn't say it, people would fall into the trap of possibly believing it, turning over. Says the Hegyona Shaltora, problem solved if his family is with him. He's not a yachid anymore. Right? It's a family. It's not a family of gods. Gods aren't plural, generally. Right? Ain't Ishto, and just the, what about just the wife? That's not, not enough. Ishto Kagufo, line six on top. Ishto Yecholios Ben Yenzel Leezer Velo Kenegdo. Umikimashi Sakana Kazosh, Yisarech Shalateva Yikantu Gam Shloshabanev Shalnoach. Vigam nishosehem. Right? All the, the children and the daughters-in-law. Right? Everybody comes on, so nobody thinks that Noah is a human being who was saved by a higher power. The one that brought the mabel. Achra mabel, where it's underlined. Lo yirtu b'nei adam lehityaches al adam arishon. Kedesh lo lehityaches gam al dora mabel. El yisyachzu al eile shenish'aru acharei ha And this also answers another question. 
Again, I should have asked this at the beginning. At the Shabbos table, one could ask this question at the beginning, before one says this. And that is, why is it that Hashem already commands Noach, the second you get off the, the Teva, give Karbanas? And everybody's going to know, it's going to go down in the history books, that the first thing Noach did after he came off the table was to give Karbanas. Why? There was nobody around. Nobody. No, but to demonstrate that it wasn't you. It wasn't you that, that saved yourself. Give Karbanos to a higher authority, right? Uh, fulfill a tzivui of a higher authority right after the teva so that everybody realizes that it wasn't you, Noach. You're not the one that did some magic and abracadabra to save yourself. We're at line 25. Right away. The carbon is not only for God, but it's for me. If I give carbonos, then I, in my actions, will be influenced. And therefore, that would also deepen the idea that Noach is just a player and a pawn in the game like we all are. But we are not the mover and we are not the one who who uh, organizes who organizes the game. So a little bit into Noah and his and his family. We continue. Says the says the Torah. A thought that I thought I've said in previous years, but at least it wasn't marked off in mine. And it's a it's a basic Yesodistic Meshachachma, two Meshachachmas tonight. And this is on the Pasik of Puravu. We know later on, after Noach gets off the teva, Perak tes, Vayavarech Elokim es Noach ves banav, Vayomer lahem pru uruvu umilu es haaretz. Right, fill the land, puruvu the mitzvah, the araisa, the first mitzvah in the Torah. Umarachem echidchem yeh, bechulu, and it says it again a couple of psukim later, Vatem puruvu shirtu varez uruva. Says it, tzivu yena bracha. The Meshachachma discusses one detail in the mitzvah puruvu, which, again, uh, we assume is Xer Sakasev until we see the Meshachachma. And that is, women are not obligated in the mitzvah of Puravu. Gemara tells us in Masechus Yevamis, women do not have that chiv. Women are obviously very involved in the mitzvah of Puravu, but they don't have that chiv. And the question is, obviously, why not? If we could, it's Xer Sakasev, based on a Pasik. But, says the Meshachachma, a Yisod Gadol in mitzvos. Many might be familiar with this already, but here it is inside. It's on Parshas Noach. Lo rachoku lomar. It is not so far off to say. Shepatra ha-Torah nashim imperia verivya v'chiva rakanashim. Why the Torah exempted women. Ki mishbetei Hashem u-drachav darchei noam. V'chol nesivosecha shalom. Says the Meshachachma, by definition, a mitzvah cannot be painful. There can't be a mitzvah that had inherently has pain in it. I, brismila, okay, brismila might be different. That's becoming a Jew. We don't know how much pain a, a baby feels, but that's different. That's becoming a Jew. But within the world of mitzvos, inherently, there is no mitzvah that, that, if it's painful, it can't be a mitzvah. By definition. Because Hashem, the ultimate native, cannot command something painful. Right? None of us are told to do the Akedah. That was Avram Avinu, that was his test. But that's the message of Derachea Darche Noam. The Gemara uses this in one or two contexts in a specific way. Derachea Darche Noam, what is a hadas? So Gemara says, maybe it's this type of branch with a bunch of thorns on it. Gemara says, Derachea Darche Noam. Hashem doesn't want you to get bloody every time you shake a lul of an esrim. 
but the Rishonim expand and, and the Achronim use it. So here the Meshachachma. And the Torah did not uh, demand and burden a Jew with something that he can't handle. And as he quotes the Gemara in Chulin, for everything Asr out there, there's something parallel that's Mutter. Gemara that we're not going to do right now, but it's in Chulin. And that's what you also find. According to the Torah, there's only one day of the year we have to fast. All the other days are our fault. There's only one day of the year. And it's not because Hashem wants us to be uncomfortable. It's because He wants us to be angelic. And that is why, isn't it a coincidence, that there's only one weekday of the year that we have a mitzvah from the Torah to eat. And that's the day before the only day of the year that we have a mitzvah from the Torah to fast. Because Hashem doesn't want us to be uncomfortable. He knows we're going to eat anyway. He gives us a mitzvah. The Kodim, and even before that day, he says, He commanded us. And also, also showing that the Torah goes with human nature. Right? The physical relationship between a husband and a wife is not off limits like the Christians believe. It's a mitzvah to get married. It's a mitzvah for a husband and wife to be together in a sanctified way. And Moshe Rabbeinu was an exception to the rule. He was the Nosi Torah. Okay, but that is not a normative practice. But, Kodesh understands that we're humans and he sanctifies our life along with human nature. And that is why. He says, he skips a couple of lines, he quotes Tosfus in Misachas Yivamas Tafes, but in Cain line 20, Nashim HaMeshem Estachnos Be'idah Women, it's dangerous, it's painful, becoming pregnant, there's always a risk. So therefore, the Torah can't command it. The Torah cannot say you have to. Lo Gozra HaTara Litzavos Lifros Valirbos Al Ha'ish. It's impossible. It's impossible. Virak Lo Amin, but then he adds something amazing. Line 26. To counter this, though, the fact that women aren't, aren't obligated to have children, the counter is that there's a motherly instinct to want to have children, even more than a father. A woman has a need, a desire, a deep-seated desire to have the child even more than the man. Right? What does Rachel say to Yaakov? If I don't have a child, I'm dead. Mesa Anochi. And then he quotes from uh, Rav Yosef, and that he quotes, uh, that's his message. And then he even adds, amazingly, he quotes, if you look in Bracious, right, he says, Ani kel shakai velokama When he quotes prayer, the, 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 the uh, plural at first, and then the, and then the, the singular at first, and then the plural, Hainu. I'm sorry, I flipped it. First, first is the plural in Aleph Chavches. Because it's to both of them, it's before the Chet. And only afterwards, now it's dangerous, now it's, it's difficult, then it's singular. And even though here it says Puravu, because that's talking to Noah and his sons. That's the plural over here. Avon Nesheyam lo hizkir. Right? Unbelievable. As Bonav. Right? It doesn't say, uh, right? A Pasuk Tespas, Perak Tespas, like Aleph. Vayvarachalim as Noach as Bonav Puruvu in the plural. Not talking about the women. Right? But talking to his sons. Vayakov kama prayurve. 
because by Yaakov, it is singular. It doesn't apply to his, to his wife. There's a second approach he gives as well, but we'll leave it for now. But again, there are many other examples of Durachar Darchenoam being used by the Rishonim, let alone the Achronim. I gave you one other to remind. Again, we've mentioned this many times in the past in the Dafyomi Shirim. And others, the Sefer Chinuch, I did not give you, the Sefer Chinuch writes why a coin is not allowed to be matami for anybody except for his seven relatives, a coin hedyot. Why? He's a coin, he shouldn't be able to, why isn't a coin like a coin gadol? Why do coin, why are they allowed to be, to be matami themselves? The answer is because, says the Sefer Chinuch, a coin can't go to his father's leviah. He can't go to his brother's leviah. Come on, think about the coin. So, general, natural, that's why a Kohen. Kohen Gadol is a different. He represents the whole nation, like Moshe Rabbeinu in a certain sense represented. Or Rabbeinu Bachai in source number nine also mentions another example. Rabbeinu Bachai says that a Nachash is not one of the eight Shratzim. There are eight Shratzim that make you Tame. Not only are they Usr. There are a lot of animals that are Usr to eat, but there are eight that make you Tame if they die. Shratzim, the Chul, a few of them are mentioned in the, uh, in the Torah. A Nachash, the snake, is not one of them. Why not? Said the Rabbeinu Achai, we don't want people thinking twice before they go and kill the snake. Oh, it's going to make me Tameh. Snakes are dangerous. Just get rid of it. Don't worry about it. It's Tumah. It's not going to make you Tameh. Durachecha darche Noam. Says the Rabbeinu Achai, and therefore, that's why the Torah says it. Shalom ratzta latameh anachash b'mago, shemkeno edem nimnami lahargo, kedei shalom yitameh. And that's why it doesn't say it. Okay. Good. So we did number five already earlier, so now we're Moving on to, to number six, the last thought on the Parsha, and then we're going to have one thought on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, which uh, is uh, this week as well. We have the schuz of having both. So, first one thought, the last thought on the Parsha is from Rav Schwab. The end of the Parsha, we have the Dar HaFlaga. Parakid Aleph, or some pronounce it Dar HaPalaga. Okay, the, the uh, colloquial, the way that it's said, is the Dar HaFlaga. Parakid Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. What does the Torah tell us? One language. One language, and they all got together, and they built a tower to go up to heaven. Rav Schwab quotes the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi quotes an opinion that they spoke all 70 languages. And the question is, how does that Yerushalmi fit with the Pasuk that says they had one language? It says they say 70 languages. The Pasuk says, Beferish. Right, the, their onesh was that they spoke different languages. What does it mean that they spoke different languages to start off with? Question one. Question two. Hava nerda. Hashem says, let's go down and mix up their tongue. What does it mean, let's go down? Okay, Hashem comes down. But is there anything deeper about coming down? Says Rav Schwab. And finally, od yesh Kisham Balal Hashem. Hashem mixed up the languages. What does it mean? Mixed up. What did you, Balal is like a mixture. What's the mixture here? Says Rav Schwab a couple of steps. Number one. Hine line ten. Halashon yaskamas kaluma v'uma apicha chameha. The concept, the institution of language is something that is created by the founders of a society and it's what's accepted to um, communicate between two people. We'll call this a table. We'll call this a shtender. People move to a different place and they make up different languages. Okay, there's different languages there based on a lot of different factors. And even before the Dora Flaga says the Rav Schwab, it says, There were plenty of languages before the Dora Flaga. 
People live in different places. Obviously, there's going to be a different to- way of words and different uh, di- uh, dialect and a different inflection and different uh, um, uh, pronunciation. Ella, but you know what they had? They had unity. They spoke different languages. But with his, with his love, there's no, there's, no, there's no breaks. With his unity, language is not a barrier. Sometimes a baby says, cries in a certain way, the parents can understand, but nobody else. I know what he wants. I know this cry. I mean, you know this cry. Because there's body language, there's intonations. And really, naturally, says the Rav Schwab, we should all understand each other. Right? He says, what about animals? How do animals from different sides of the world understand each other? How does an elephant, two elephants that never knew each other, you bring them together and all of a sudden they're communicating? What they all, because they both talk elephant talk. Okay, but we both talk human talk. But it's because we're not connected. If we would be connected in the ultimate way, no matter what language we talk, we'd communicate. Says of Schwab, there's one area, I'll give you an example, where all human beings can still communicate. No matter where they're from. Music. Music, which is a communication without words. But anyone who is an expert in music knows their, their music tells a story. Music, any musical composition can tell a story and that goes across the borders. It doesn't matter if you take, speak English, French, Yiddish, Spanish, doesn't matter. Because that's a language that goes across. Because we're connected through the music language. That's all part one. So again, language is created by people. When there's achdus, there's a connection. And that's what it was pre-aflaga. Right? They were all connected, even if they spoke different languages. But what does it mean in the Torah? Safa achas doesn't mean there's one language. It means they all were connected. But that led to a problem. That could be lead, that type of achdus could lead to something amazing. But it didn't. It led to the opposite. Says Roshwab, you know what it led to in the next paragraph? They focused it so much on each other and they saw each other as they were all a unit, all humankind and mankind, that they realized that maybe we could just rely on each other and God could be out of the picture. That was their rebellion. They took their achdus to rebel. Line 37. What do we need? We have every single... Pr- if I need anything, I have my friend. We have carpenters and engineers and uh, electricians, everything we have. So we don't need a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's why also the Torah didn't write specifically what the chait of the Torah Flaga was. The chait was the achdus. That's another question you can start off with. What exactly was the chait? All it says was they were together. Their being together led to the problem because they got God out of the picture. Because we have, every, what do you mean? We have everything we need. We are self-sufficient on this earth, they felt. How does Hashem undo that achdus? So Rav Schwab quotes uh, references to what he says in Parsha's bow, which I gave you that piece. We're not going to read it, but in source number eight, he says that whenever you find the word Hashem going down, in the Torah, and he gives many examples of this, it means Hashem showing his involvement in the world. And that you need a little bit of God. You can't do it your, yourself. And he quotes many examples of that in the other in the other piece. That's what he did here. It wasn't as much of a punishment as 
What does it say? It just says, Hashem went down and mixed in. What is mixed in? He mixed some of himself inside. So they realize it's not just about their neighbor and connecting with each other, but they have to connect with God too. And Mamela, they became separated because they realized just being together wasn't going to make it in life. And Mamela, this separation uh, continued Again, until the other Chazals that they were fighting with each other. But says Rav Schwab, that's what happened. They used Achdus Lara. They combined to have Achdus against, again, the many generations, whether right? Rushalmi, I think in Peah, says that the Dorav Achav used to win all their wars because they had Achdus, even though they were Ovid of Zara, unlike the Dorav David. Uh, but that is the idea of the, of the Dorav Laga, and we have to make sure that we use Achdus in the, in the proper way. Okay, we'll leave with one thought. I think I might have mentioned this years ago, but again, Shabbos Rosh Chodesh does not come out that often. So, it's a fascinating machlokas. We'll end with a machlokas and a piece of lumdus. Right? What is the machlokas? So, Ramosha Feinstein has the following fascinating case. In the last page of source number nine, there was a man who was in jail. And on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, they took him. And he didn't know when he was going to get out, so he basically just davened by heart in jail. He didn't, know, he didn't know if he would get out that day. He didn't have a sitter. He did not know Shabbos Rosh Chodesh Atta Yatsarta by heart. So he daven Chakras and then he daven Musuf the weekday Rosh Chodesh. No, I'm sorry, the Shabbos Musuf, regularly Tikanta Shabbos. He did not know Atta Yatsarta by heart, so he said Tikanta Shabbos. He later that day got out of jail. He comes to Rav Moshe and says, what do I do now? Says Rav Moshe, unbelievable. He was already Yotzei, his Chiv of Shabbos. All he has to do now is his chiyav Rosh Chodesh. He should daven the weekday Rosh Chodesh Amida. Rosh Chodesh Lam Chonasata. Not Atayatzarta. You already did Shabbos. So now all you got to do is Rosh Chodeshim. He says, I pask in that way in Luban. V'chein oresi b'luban. V'lo enichol levi sitter. V'lo hayabaki b'tfilas musaf sh'rosh chabes Rosh Chodesh. She'yomar tfilas musaf to Shabbos. She'baki lo'omra ba'peh. Ki ain musaf yorosh chodesh ma'akon es musaf Shabbos. The musaf and our ma'akiv each other. Ube musaf ulai tov yosalomar sh'rosh chodesh levad. Me'acha she'kfar yotza shal Shabbos. Amazing. Rosh Shlomo Zalman, if you, in the Sefer, the Sefer called Sefer Rosh Chodesh, all about the halachas of Rosh Chodesh, quotes Rosh Shlomo Zalman and the Birka Yosef also earlier. Rosh Shlomo Zalman says, no way. The, the Musaf of today, you said the wrong, the, you said the Kaddish Shabbos before because you didn't have a choice. The Musaf of today is Atayatzarta. Right? Not Tikanta Shabbos. So that's what you say. What's the Nikudas HaMachlokas in Lamdis? Or another question that we'll answer both. The Torah quotes two days. What happens, we know, if I forget Ritzay in benching, I have to repeat benching. If I forget Yalav Yavo on Rosh Chodesh, I don't have to repeat. Why? What's the rule? Because Shabbos, you have a chiv of Suda, so that's what you have to repeat. Rosh Chodesh has no chiv, so you don't have to repeat. What about if it's Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and I forget Yalav Yavo? Two days in the tour. Do you have to repeat? In that case, why would you have to repeat? You said Ritzay! You didn't say Yalaviyavo, but Yalaviyavo, that's the Rosh Chodesh part of it. Ah, oh, what's the Lundis? So the way the Achronim say, when we have Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, like we have this Shabbos, is it Shabbos, comma, Rosh Chodesh? Or is it Shabbos, hyphenated, Rosh Chodesh? Is it Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh? Or it's Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh. It's one theme. And they combine. And the Kedusha is blurred within each other. Rosh Lomo Zalman holds it's one Kedusha. It's Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. You can't just separate them. 
Maybe Rav Moshe holds it's Shabbos and it's Rosh Chodesh. And this is a chi of su'uda that you have to have on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. And they're from a meilu. If you get yalav yavo, then you have to repeat. Masheket, if you say if it's Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh. Again, this has many other ramifications as well. Um, you know, do you, if you have, um, making Kiddush on Yom Kippur, there are certain days that when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, then for sure you have to make Kiddush. Others say not. Rabbi Kivego, there are some echaz machlokas. But this is it. Whatever we hold, we have to appreciate this day coming up this week. It may be it's Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, or maybe it's Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, uniquely together. Okay, we'll stop here. Baruch Hashem, we've had the Haschalah. We started off double digits, the first year of our 10th cycle together, here in the, in the Parshish year. But Hashem, we continue. Hashem should give us the Koach to learn for many more years and decades together.